Hello, thank you for taking the time to listen to this University of Brighton podcast. I'm Richard Newman, and in this week's Catching Up With episode, I've been speaking to Joe Corbett, Deputy Director in Academic Services. And I started by asking Joe about her role and her department. It's quite difficult to describe academic services in a nutshell, but our main areas of operation are uh, student admissions, academic quality and standards, uh, student administration and systems, teaching timetabling and uh, the doctoral college administration. And, and which department, which sub-department really do you look after? So I lead the student administration and uh, systems division um, and that includes uh, a number of sections. So in that we have the exam ceremonies and awards team so they deal with all the student and stewarding aspects of our graduation ceremonies and all the award conferral um, they also do run the teaching, uh, sorry, the examination timetabling. So the timetabling of all the university uh, exams during the main assessment periods. They also uh, deal with all the university bursaries and scholarships. So they assess all students for eligibility for the university bursaries and scholarships and then arrange the payment of those. Um, then we've got this, the student records and fees team. So they are the team that raise all the tuition fees. Um, they deal with all the student loans company and student finance England interactions. Um, they manage uh, the sort of central student core record and work very closely with our colleagues in school offices around uh, the student records and student data. Um, they also include the student visa compliance team, so they're the ones who are dealing with the, the visas for our international students coming to study here at the university, um, and obviously there's quite a big compliance element for, the, for their role. And then the student systems and data team, um, and in that we have uh, some business improvement uh, colleagues as well, but they manage the main student record system, so that uh, sits our main core student record system and our student inquiry system and all the training manuals and all our uh, statutory data requirements around student data so quite a big area yeah i mean the remit is huge and yeah. you're just saying that doesn't I mean that's only one part of yeah. of academic services so do you sort of you must feel a bit of the pressure sometimes yeah, I think obviously there's key times of year when, when it's busy for everybody in the university. Particularly summer is a very, very busy time for us with graduation ceremonies, clearing and confirmation, getting ready for the new student enrolment because the records and fees team manage student enrolment as well. But I kind of like the adrenaline of the busy times of year. So, um, yeah, I quite like that time of year. Yes, what, what do you love most about what you do then in your role? So I love anything really that involves seeing our students. So... I love graduation, I love clearing confirmation and enrolment. I think our new student enrolment, in all of those, we see students who are feeling quite nervous about what's about to go on. So whether it's crossing the stage at graduation or they haven't got the A-level results that they wanted and they're coming to us through clearing. Or they're a new, you know, an 18-year-old who's just left home and arriving and enrolling at a university. And I think we play such a key role in how that goes for them. Um, so anything that involves student contact, um, I absolutely love. I love working with my colleagues in academic services. I think they, they are working in quite a tricky role, balancing government initiatives, compliance, um, and uh, supporting our colleagues and students. And th th there's quite often tensions between those different elements, um, but they're a really professional 
group of people um, and really dedicated to higher education and it, it's really nice to work with them. Because that must be quite complicated since things change quite a lot at the level outside of the university. So trying to get on board with changes and you, I guess you, it, it just alters your entire way of working. Yeah, so we spend a lot of time horizon scanning, looking at new policy. Um, obviously, we're awaiting the publication of the Orga review on, on the, the uh, student funding review. So we do a lot of that and then thinking about how, as a university, we are going to be able to implement those changes. There's changes going on all the time around student immigration, and obviously with Brexit, that's a big issue for us as well. Yes, so it's trying to keep ahead of what those sort of government initiatives and changes are and then thinking about how we might be able to uh, implement those in the universities is a key part of all of our roles in in academic services. Um, I I guess you may have answered this question already, really, but um, in terms of if you could pick a rewarding moment or recurring rewarding moments, does it come back to those graduation ceremonies where those those student-facing times yeah definitely I think there's always one student crossing that stage every year who we I've usually met them probably pre-enrollment um because it's been a you know such a a a big thing for them to get where they are they've achieved so much in getting to that point and then seeing them go across the stage when they've you know had support from us all the way through and knowing what it's taken for them to get there um, I do find quite emotional every year, as my colleagues at graduation will, will tell you. But yeah, that, it's amazing feeling when you see those. It's amazing feeling to see all our students go across the stage. But those ones where you know personally that they've achieved so much in getting there. Um, yeah, it's great to see them. Those moments when I asked you the question about what you love most about you, what you do, they, they come back as well to those really, really busy moments. Yeah. Do, you, do you feel you get that kind of... I mean, it is high pressure and they are busy, but do you feel the buzz and the, the adrenaline and does that sort of feed through your team as well? I think it does. I mean, obviously people deal with those pressures and stresses differently and I wouldn't like to say that it's um, all my colleagues thrive in that kind of environment because I know um, not everybody works like that. I mean, I you know, I, I think that I do thrive in that kind of environment, but it is it's difficult. The volume of work during those summer periods is absolutely enormous and it does it does take its toll on us as a department, I think. But, um, you know, the, the sort of closure of one academic year and the start of a new academic year, um, I think, generates quite a lot of excitement in the, in the department at that time of year, definitely. How long have you worked at the university? I've worked at the university for eight years now. And prior to that, I was at the medical school, which is the joint medical school with the University of Sussex, for three years. So how, how have you seen academic services change in that time? Um, well, quite significantly. Well, we've moved uh, at the Mulscombe campus. I think we've moved offices about four times. So, um, you know, that that's quite a frequent change. Uh, we've changed the department, has changed names. Obviously, we've got our new academic registrar, Chris Wellings, has just joined us. That's a really exciting development for us. Yeah, so big changes quite often link to strategic changes in the university or uh, government initiatives. So it's a constantly changing environment. You may be well placed to ask this question then, having been in and around the University of Brighton for well, over a decade then, what do you think the university does best? I think we're brilliant at widening access to uh, higher education. Um, our outreach work, the work we do, um, supporting our, our, our students from non-traditional backgrounds 
in the university, I think, is, is really fantastic. And developing innovative and socially responsible citizens while our students are with us as well. I mean, you just need to look at some of our really notable alumni and see that they, they've really succeeded in their field but not taken a traditional path. They've often taken a really innovative route um, and I think that, that really does feed through. Um, yes, yeah, so I think we're, we're very good at those things. That's actually an answer that's come up a lot of the time. Yeah, not the, surprising. The yeah, yeah, not surprising. I think it's, you know, it's a, 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 access to university has been a real focus for this university and something we do excellently. OK, on to some questions then outside of work. First one, can you pick a, a favourite place in Sussex? Um, the sea. It doesn't really matter where that sea is, but I've got two... Uh, youngish boys and um, anywhere outside with them is great but we spend a lot of time in and around the sea in summer. Okay. Uh, what are you currently reading, watching and or listening to? It could be all three, we can just pick one or the other. So um, I'm a single mum working full time so I don't get a lot of time to uh, read or watch TV during a normal week but when I'm on holiday I tend to binge watch things or, or binge read. Um, it's quite often crime dramas and um, we have music on all the time at home. The Sonos is always switched on. So I basically live and listen to whatever the kids are putting on. Um, I'm lo- really loving Clean Bandit at the moment. That's the thing that I keep putting back on and on. Um, but yeah, whatever they're listening to. Okay. Um, describe your perfect weekend if you had no responsibilities, nothing to look after that day. If you just, just spend your, your, the weekend in your perfect way. It definitely involved paddle boarding or some kind of sea activity. It would probably involve dinner at Chin Chin or Murma or somewhere, anywhere that does a brilliant Negroni. Also, uh, the theatre or the cinema. I love going to the theatre or the cinema. Sundays are usually taken up with sport um, for me, so uh, junior park run with my youngest son, uh, watching my oldest son play football. Yeah, it's about my perfect weekend. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, and finally, if you could invite three people to dinner, past or present, who would they be? I think that I would probably invite some of my closest friends and family. Um, as much as it would be nice to, I'm sure I could find some very entertaining celebrities to invite around to dinner. Um, I'm surrounded by really brilliant and hilarious people, um, so I don't think that I would go outside of that circle to invite people to dinner. Um, I'd really love to spend one last dinner with my younger sister, who's not with us anymore, but she had amazing ability just to make me laugh without even opening her mouth, Um, so that would be great, yeah. Thanks to Jo for her time. That's just about it for this week's edition. Next week, I'll be speaking to Professor Nick Webborn, Clinical Professor of Sport and Exercise Medicine and Chair of the British Paralympic Association as we start our look ahead to the next inaugural lecture series. Remember, you can subscribe to this podcast via Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify. Just search University of Brighton and you will even get the added benefit of getting a podcast a day early. That's a Thursday. Thanks for listening.